Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Hi, and welcome to Celebration Church online, whether it's podcasts, YouTube, social media. We just want to say it's so good to have you with us today. We pray you're blessed. We pray your heart is impacted by God's love today. Whether you feel close to God, whether you don't feel close to God, we pray today is a defining moment in your life in Jesus' name. We've been speaking about praying dangerous prayers, and I just love the theme of dangerous prayers. I think God's called us to be people who have courage to take him at his word and say, God, we believe that your word declares and we're going to declare that over our life and see breakthrough in our life. And today we want to continue on in this revival culture, this revival theme of praying big prayers, praying dangerous prayers. And today I want to speak to you about the prayer. If you're writing notes, write this down. God, help me to love thy neighbor. God, help me to love thy neighbor. Let's just take a moment to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to be with us and to help us today. Father, I thank you so much for every person who's with us right now. I pray your blessing upon them. And right now, Lord, as we come around your word, we just pray for open ears and open hearts. Father, I pray that our our lives will be changed today. And Lord Jesus, that most of all, that your name will be lifted high. We thank you for your great love for us. In Jesus' name, everybody said... Amen. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4. I'll give you a moment to turn there. 1 Corinthians 13, 4. It's been a really interesting week this week. If you've been watching the media, watching what's happening around the world, there's a whole bunch of different things going on. A lot of it very violent, a lot of it uh, very unjust, different uh, demonstrations, different acts that have happened. And it's all very heartbreaking and I often find myself wondering, God, where is your heart in all this? What is the godly response in all this? And today I just pray that the message would just bring comfort to your heart or bring a little bit of direction to your life because we can get caught up in the moment, but we actually have to stop and say, God, what is your response? What is the kingdom response? And, and ultimately, what is love's response? So let's just look at this. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4. It says this. It says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, and love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, and love never fails. I love that. We often have that read at weddings, and it's an amazing thing at weddings, but the reality is every single day of our life, we're called to walk in the way of love. When it comes to God's love, we have to come back to the foundation of everything that God is about, which is actually he is a God of love. I love how it says here in this scripture, it says that love never fails. Today I really want to encourage you around this thought that God's love, when you move out of God's love, you have to have the conviction that when you sow that seed of love, love never fails. Why is love so important? Well, love represents God's heart. 
It says in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 14, it says, do everything in love. But what is love? Well, we just read what love is. You know, you watch TV, you see all these different shows talking about love, all these shows about being married to people you don't know and finding love and all this type of thing. One of the shows that Charlie and I sometimes watch is First Dates. It's an awkward show, but we enjoy it because it's so awkward. You know, the thing is, though, is that the world is looking for love. The world is trying to search for love. It's one of the greatest desires of the human heart to love and be loved. And I love the fact, though, that God is love. I love that the Bible says that when we know God, we know love. And the thing is about God's love, his love is so unfailing, it's so unconditional, it's so amazing that it supersedes everything else in our life. His love is transformational. It changes everything about us. It changes how we act, how we talk, how we think. His love casts out fear. God is a God of love. And today I just want to encourage you that when you invite Christ into your heart, what happens is that amazing river of love, that amazing overflow of God's love, actually it fills us and then it works through us to touch other people, to help other people, to impact other people. The thing is about love is that love is often something that actually has to go through testing to be proven genuine. You know, when it comes to love, it's easy to... Well, let's look at the scripture, actually. Let's just, before I go on, Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew 5, 44. It says, You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. And if you... Though, you Love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your people, what are you doing more than others? Don't the pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. This is such an amazing scripture, and it's really the rally cry of a heart of love. It's easy for us to love people who love us. It's easy for us to love people who we feel comfortable with. But often in life, the test comes when people don't treat us right, when things happen that aren't correct, when we feel hurt, when we feel um, misjudged or we feel like people are trying to rally against us. And what happens in that moment is this, we have a choice. Do we love only those who love us? Or do we dig deep in our heart and we, do we reflect on the Father's love for us that while we were still sinners... Christ died for us because he loved us. And when we do that, what happens is we actually find the reservoir of God's love, which covers injustice. It covers things that aren't right. It covers things. It helps you get to a place where it says, Jesus says here, pray for your enemy. Bless your enemy. It's such an amazing thought. If you think about that, think about the times in life when someone has hurt you and you've had a choice. Do I respond in the same manner, in the same spirit, or do I respond in love? I'm not talking about being indifferent. I'm not talking about standing for what's right. But what I am talking about is in our hearts, we actually have to understand that Jesus' response when it came to people who were coming against him was actually to respond in love. 
I think so often we feel like we're good at love because we love the people who we get on well with. We, get, we, we love our, uh, our families, those who, uh, like Jesus said, what good is it though if you just love your own people? The challenge and the proof of love is found when we love people who are unlovable. And we look at the, 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 the gospel, we look at Jesus with us, that while we were still sinners, I just love that so much, that when I wasn't deserving of love, that his love still covered me. And today I just want to encourage you that if you want to be people who are powerful with the love of God, we have to be people who understand that we come from an element of unconditional love. God's love for us is unconditional. Is our love for each other unconditional? I love how it says in 1 Corinthians 13 that love never fails. Today I went to uh, Bunnings and I went and got some seed. This is broccoli seed and... Don't know if you can hear that. Out of all the seed, I don't know why I got broccoli. It's not one of the best ones out there, best vegetables in my opinion. But hey, you might love it. I don't know. Someone does. But in this little packet, there is 500 seeds. Today I'll go home and plant these seeds. I think my wife will love some broccoli. I've got to eat more of it myself. The thing is though, is that these are tiny seeds. In this one packet, there's so many seeds that are in there. But what I know is this, is that when I sow this seed, when I water this seed, I know that the harvest I'm going to get is going to be broccoli. As much as I might want it to be a steak or something else, it's going to be broccoli. And so I don't sow this seed expecting a different harvest. I sow the seed knowing that what I sow is going to be something that I'm going to reap from. You know, when it comes to God's love, you've got to understand his love is like seed. Every time you share God's love, every time you speak God's love, every time you move out of God's love, what happens is you're sowing seed. And that seed I love in 1 Corinthians 13, it says that that love, God's love, never fails. Now sometimes some of this seed might not germinate, it might not produce something. But God's love promises that if you sow it, it's going to produce something. Hey, sometimes you sow something into someone's life and you feel like it didn't produce something, but you've got to hold on to this promise that God's love never fails. And you might not see the harvest today, but in years to come, who knows what harvest might come by the seed that you sow today. The words we speak carry so much power when it comes to sowing godly seed and when it comes to sowing God's love. I want to tell you today that when it comes to all the stuff going on in the world right now, that we have a love that never fails. The greatest weapon in the world right now is not bombs, it's not social media, it's not any of that. The greatest love right now is the love of God. It's people rising up with the heart of God, the heart of love, the heart to see God's love impact those around us. And I want to encourage you today that God's love is upon you and within you for you to scatter the seed to whoever might hear it. Don't be too uh, judgmental about where you scatter your seed. Anyone who's listening, scatter the seed of God, scatter the seed of love, because you never know when someone's heart has been prepared to receive the seed of the love of God. And who knows that the Bible talks about when seed is sown in good soil, you see a great harvest, a great harvest comes out of that. Today I just want to speak for a few more minutes about this, and I want to speak to you about what happens when we love others well. What happens when we take that love, a love that's proven through the fire, a love that doesn't give up, a love that does bring breakthrough? What happens? 
I've seen throughout my life God impact people greatly with his love. A love that is so great, so amazing, so even scandalous, doesn't make sense. I know in my life God's love has completely changed me. It's picked me up out of the dirt time and time again and set my feet on the rock. His love is so amazing for us. We should never become familiar with God's love. How do we love well, church? How do we look after each other well? How do we look after our enemies and those who persecute us, as Jesus said as well? Well, the first thing is this. We have to understand, if you're writing notes, write this down, that we love the way that God loves us. You know, the greater revelation that you have of God's love for you equals the greater amount of love you can show others. Often you find people, I don't know if you've met this type of person before, there's someone who's been in church for years, someone who calls himself a Christian, but they're so bitter, they don't love people well, and it's just like, where is the kindness in your life? Sometimes that happens, and what's happened is somebody has had a heart that they profess the things of God, but they've forgotten the revelation of God's love for them. You see, we have to understand that we love out of what God's placed inside of us. God is love. It says in 1 John 4.19, it says, And so we know and rely on the love of God, that God is love, and whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. Who here wants more of God in their life? Well, you know that you have God in your life, not by how great you quote theology, but instead by how much love you show through your life. Think about Jesus. Think about his life. Think about the love that he showed. He only did what he saw the Father do. And so I encourage us all today to be people who are known for their love for others. Let's reflect God's love in our life. Often we're fearful. You know that fear will cripple you, but faith will cause you to be propelled. You know that love causes us to know who we are in God, to know who God is in us. And by doing so, we actually can um, rebuke fear. Fear has to be scattered. And the Bible says the perfect love drives out fear. If you're watching today and you're struggling with fear and insecurity, God's love, a revelation of his love, is what will set you free and cause you to love others well in Jesus' name. The second way that we love others well is this, and I hope this is helping you, is we need to see who each other is in the kingdom in order to love well. In 1 Thessalonians 5.11, it says, Therefore encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you were doing. I love this thought. I think we have to become people who are, who are great at seeing who each other is in God's kingdom. I love that throughout scripture we see different examples of God speaking over somebody, who they were called to be, even though at the time they weren't that. Gideon was somebody who felt like he was the weakest of the weak and God said, you are a mighty warrior. And he said, no, I'm the weakest. I'm, I'm hidden away. And God said, you are a mighty warrior. King David was a shepherd forgotten by his own dad when Samuel came to anoint the next king of Israel. And, and, and he went through all the brothers and Samuel said, "Where is there anybody else? And Jesse, David's dad, said, yeah, there's one more out in the field. He's the, he's the boy. He's out. He's forgotten, basically. And what happened was he became the very king of Israel and Samuel anointed him king. You see, in life, often God will speak over you, your destiny and who you're called to be. And you might go, I'm not there today, God. I'm not ready for that right now. You don't know my failings. You don't know my past. You don't know my history. And God says, it doesn't matter. You've been given a call and a destiny according to the purposes of God. 
And I want to just say today that we have to become great at this, firstly, recognising who we're called to be as individuals, and then secondly, knowing with each other who is someone called to be. I remember one of our young people, and they're still in the church now, I won't embarrass them, actually I will, hey Jaden, Beck Gallagher, two people out there, Jay Green, Beck Gallagher, um, and they used to be in our youth ministry and when I was youth pastor, and I'm telling you, they would come in every Friday night and they would cause a ruckus. They, uh, they, would, they would talk back, they would be out, getting sent out every week. I remember there was one week where Jay would, you know, basically just, I would say, put your phone away while I was preaching and she would basically say no. And I thought, what do I do right now? And just watching what God was doing in their hearts and lives, it, at the time, you couldn't see it. You couldn't see the breakthrough. At the time, it was someone else getting kicked out on the Friday night program. But over time, I just saw God start to impact their hearts. They had leaders in their life who would encourage them, who would speak life and identity and purpose and love over them, who wouldn't give up on them after a bad Friday, who would still give them a call a few days later and just check in and see how they were going. I can honestly say today that those two girls are two of the most amazing, incredible young women of God that we know, that I know. And they are just um, so full of the love of God and so full of, of the Holy Spirit. But it started back in the youth days. It started with somebody saying, you're not who you are today, you're who God calls you to be. And speaking life, speaking hope, speaking grace, speaking courage, even when at the time the fruit wasn't there. Maybe you've had someone in your life like that, someone who didn't give up on you, someone who spoke life over you. You see, that person God actually has used to call you into your kingdom destiny. That's someone who was a friend to your, to your calling, basically. And if we become that with others, oh, it's such a powerful thing. If we can learn to not to see where someone's at right now, but to see the destiny God has for them, see them as a son and daughter of God, even if they're messy today, even if they're a prodigal today, even if they're far from God, I want to encourage you that we can't give up because God's love is a love like that. It's a love that calls things out before they're even there. And I pray we are people who love well by seeing who each other are in God's kingdom and speaking to that truth. Hey, the third thing is this. If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. 1 Peter 4, 8. It says this, Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers a multitude of sin. It says in Ephesians 4, verse 32, Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. The third thing is this, to love well, to love extravagantly with an unfailing love. We have to be people who forgive well. We have to be people who are committed to forgiving well. Charlie and I have been married for five, five going on, six years now. Uh, she's amazing and I'm so blessed to have her. But we've had times though where we've had to forgive each other. We've had times where we've made mistakes and we've had to work through stuff. But our love for each other is greater than our offence. We are committed to our love for each other greater than our misunderstanding, greater than the hurt, greater than the offence that might have occurred. And I think as the church and as people of God, we have to be so good at loving each other when it comes to forgiveness. You know, whenever you have an issue with your brother or sister in Christ, I encourage you, don't take your ball and go home. Don't walk away. Don't have that attitude of a 10-year-old at school who was, you know, that immature one. Don't have that. Be somebody who goes, you know what, I'm going to fight for love. 
I'm going to fight for reconciliation. I'm going to fight for unity. You know, the Bible says if you have an issue with your brother and sister, what does it say? It says, go and speak to them directly. If they don't listen, then get someone else to go speak to them. If they still don't listen, then go get a leader of the church involved. If they still don't listen, let them go. That's the biblical way to deal with looking after and loving each other, especially when it comes to hurt and offence. We have to become good. The reason why we often don't forgive well is because we don't feel like the person deserves forgiveness. But we have to remember this. We just read it there. We forgive because God forgave us. Was I worthy of forgiveness when I asked him to forgive my sin? No, I wasn't. Were you worthy? No, you weren't. Is that person worthy who's wronged you? No, they're probably not. But we have to have hearts that are big enough and filled with enough of God's love to forgive those who have hurt us. And by doing so, we actually bring a healing balm to that situation. It doesn't mean you have to stay in a relationship forever. Sometimes you have to walk away from things. But mostly I find that people can work through things. They can work through things through love. So we have to become great at forgiving each other well. And the fourth thing is this, and just as we finish, it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 38, it says, For I am convinced that neither life nor death, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I love that scripture. The thing is this, is that if we want to love each other well, we have to not give up. Don't give up on love. Don't give up loving each other. Don't give up. It's easy to give up. We live in a day and age where people give up all over the place. Give up on relationships. Give up on dreams. Give up on you know, opportunities. Give up on jobs. Whatever it might be. And it's, don't give up when it comes to love. Be someone who is stubborn when it comes to love. The Bible says the world will know. The world will know that we are his disciples by how we love each other. It's very simple. The church needs to love more. We need to love better. We need to have a conviction about it. We need to keep each other accountable about it. You know, even when we fail in that and even when we don't love the way we should, we need to get back up off the, off the ground, get back up on the horse and keep loving because by doing so, we become the reflection of God's love in the earth. Today, I want to encourage you. We pray the prayer as we finish. We pray the prayer. God, help me to love thy neighbour. And then God sends someone your way who's unlovable. He sends a situation your way which is very hard. He, he, get, he makes you really uh, have to dig deep and work out who you are in God and the love that is in your heart. And so today I just want to encourage you. God's love is in you. It's upon you. His anointing is there. And I just pray today the blessing of God in your life when it comes to love. And as you're sitting there, as we finish, super quick, if you're in your connect group or with your family, ask yourself these questions. What does God's love mean to you, number one? And secondly, how can we love others well? Uh, by thinking through those questions, discussing them, ask the Holy Spirit to help you love well. Let's be a church known for God's love. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.